So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today we're gonna talk about video games. Today we're gonna talk about playing games. So, do you wanna play a game with me? Or not? I mean, it is fine if you don't want to, because I can understand, you know. Um, uh, and yeah, and today I'm sitting. As you can see, I'm sitting today once again, just because I wasn't in my standing work mode, and therefore we are just... Yeah, but there's gonna be a lot of cool things coming up, and I'm still holding my phone, which is something that I quite do not understand, but anyway, I'll see you after the intro. As always, you know, is every single day. And yeah, with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the self Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm really, really, really happy to be here and record this episode and talk about this amazing thing about video games. Because video games actually have been a pretty big part of my life up to, I think, actually one and a half years ago. Kind of, you know, because since I've started the whole podcast journey, since I've started to do whatever I'm doing here, I haven't been playing that much games, you know. Especially like in the whole Corona thing, blah, blah, blah. I found myself just thinking about playing games, you know, and just also uh, playing some games with my girlfriend and just uh, kind of pursuing her <laughs> to do that with me. Um, because I, I think it is a pretty cool thing sometimes, you know, not always, not always. And I've also just felt quite unproductive and bad after playing some games, you know, on some days, even though I've just been completely fine with everything quite, you know, I didn't have anything to do then, but, but I don't know. I really don't. So it's not just really like the most productive thing I would actually say. It just really comes up to what you're doing with it. Of course, if you're a streamer and if you're making money with it, then of course it is something that's pretty fucking productive. But I found a few great articles covering as well um, whether they make people violent, whether um, games are good, what the benefits are of games and what the negative points of games are as well. And there seem to be just a lot of different opinions and a lot of people just saying different things. But anyway, we're going to go through that. And as you can see on the left side, I'm again having some sort of a script. It's not really like scripted, but I'm having a few ideas there and a few things that I have copied out of the web, the worldwide web. And uh, this is what we're going to talk about. So the first part is actually from the CNBC Make It site. Um, all the links are actually in the document. I Please check out the description or that description actually, because there's a lot of free things that you can get. First of all, there is the link to the podcast because this is actually a podcast and a YouTube quote unquote show. On the other hand, you're also going to get three things, as I said. For example, the free PDFs of the things that I've highlighted in this episode or in other episodes, if I've highlighted something, then it is going to be in a tiny PDF. You can download it and print it and share it and do whatever with it. And there is everything in this that I've gone through in this episode, which is pretty amazing because some people like to listen, therefore we're having a podcast. Some people like to watch, therefore we're having the YouTube videos. And some other people like to read things, and this is why there is also the free PDF. And there is as well some music, so if you do want to have some background music in this video, then please also check out the third link, or it's actually, I think, the fourth link, but third section, something like that. And there's also just different tracks to choose from, and they're all, I think, an hour long, so you should be fine, everything should be fine, should be good to go, and yeah, enjoy the episode, and I'm gonna see you. Might also be just putting them down into the description, but I don't know. Since I tend to forget a lot of a lot of these things, I can't promise, you know. In the new Nintendo video game Animal Crossing New Horizons, which was released on Friday, players are encouraged to build their dream gateway on a this deserted island. Go fish and make friends with other. I'm sorry. Go fishing 
and make friends with other people in the village. Other gamers are rediscovering The Sims, the open-ended computer game that allows you to craft a fictional world and determine the fates of different characters of Sims. Turns out there are psychological reasons why people are drawn to video games right now besides the entertainment factor. Chris Ferguson, who is a uh, psychology professor at the Stetson University, who researches the who researches the impact of video games on people's well-being, tells CNBC, make it. So there is some uh, scientific, I would say, quote-unquote scientific basis there, which is something that's pretty cool, which is something that's great. So yeah, he says, we have difficulty getting certain needs met in real life. So we turn to virtual worlds, he says, and I think it just definitely makes sense. You know, we're just not getting maybe like the human interactions and therefore we're just drawn to online games, whether it is MMORPGs, whether it is shooters, whether it is something else where we can just also maybe communicate with people, which is of course always going to be really polite and always going to be top-notch academic. I know it's always going to be like proper sentences. It's never ever going to be just some um, shorted bullshit and stuff and uh, swearing and um, bullying people. No, definitely not. I know this is not what we know of video games. This is just, I don't know, it's just complete dreams what some people seem to be have. Anyway, um, a world building or life simulator game might be especially useful during the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's why. And they've brought up actually three different reasons. You know, as far as I've, as I've copied them, I might have just lost one of them. I don't know. We feel in control. And I think it is, this is definitely a good point because we indeed feel in control because we are in control most often. The problem there is, and I've been also thinking about it then, what happens when we are not in control, even in the game? You know, is this then like just a real reason to be completely fucked and completely like out of mind? Or is it just like, well, anyway, it is what it is. You know, we can't do anything about it, but um, um, we're just gonna go ahead. The second thing is they keep you social. And then I thought, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if I think about something as Animal Farm, uh, not Animal Farm, but Animal Farm is also a cool thing, by the way, Animal Crossing. I do think, yeah, maybe, because you're just interacting with other people and you probably have to do some quote-unquote quests or some, some some tasks for other people and you can build something and be nice to other people and stuff like that. But um, in the end, I don't know, maybe also with Sims, probably also gonna be the case. It's probably also gonna work quite fine with Sims there because there, of course, you're also interacting with other people and you're able to just let people interact with each and another. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we just... And also, of course, if you're just playing online games where you can indeed communicate with other human beings, then yes, I know, I can also say that it might be something social. But if it is something that's single player, like Doom, the new Doom that came out, I think, two days ago, something. It's actually a pretty cool thing. It looks really gorgeous. It looks really cool. This is, by the way, something that I guess fascinates me at this point in time just the most about video games you know how they are looking and how amazing they are done um whether it's the the special effects whether it is just something else they're just really amazingly done and i enjoy that you know as a maybe more artistic person or something and the last point he was talking about is they feel like an escape the idea is to is to you know what their idea is to you know how a sort of fanciful version of life and the world ferguson says yeah i mean i mean of course like but i can also say okay just watching a netflix series is also like an escape you know i'm not really in control and it might also be happening something relatively bad um but it is still an escape as well as just i don't know playing soccer playing football watching football watching soccer um or doing anything actually is an escape 
it just really depends on how you think about escapes. Of course, I guess it is probably going to be something that you actually like to be doing. If we think about it and also talk about like, I don't know, homework, hmm, not really, maybe, you know, because it's probably something that you kind of have to do and you don't really want to. Video games don't make kids violent. This is actually an article by Christopher J. Ferguson, which is also the, the same guy that was talking before. Because I've actually was willing to look him up because I thought, well, maybe there's some articles that he's having, maybe there's some, some other stuff that he's having where he's also talking about video games, but there's actually not that much. I know there's uh, not that much. So this is an article that was published on December the 7th, 2011. And I'm gonna read. Despite grave concerns that violent video games leads to aggression, the research suggests otherwise. Even while, while video games sales have skyrocketed, youth violence plumped to its lowest level in 40 years, according to a recent longitudinal study of my own. Following 165, which is quite something, it's, it's not too much, but it is something, 10 to 14 year old boys and girls over a three year period. Now impressed with Journal of Psychiatric Research, finds no long-term link between VVG, which is I think the violent video games, and youth aggression or dating violence. Which is by the way something that's quite interesting that they also kind of thought about that, like has this maybe something to do with violence in relationships? Dating violence? Pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Another recent longitudinal study with young German children published in the Media Psychology by Maria von Salisch. I'd say, since it is uh, with German kids, I'm also gonna pronounce it German, and colleagues, is it colleagues? I think. Similarly found no links between VVG and aggression. And there is also the link. Yeah, 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 I don't know. As I said, there are so many different opinions and there are so many different people talking about that and everyone just thinks about something else. And there's also like just other, and we're gonna come to that a little bit later on, I think in a few seconds. There is also other really just, I would say highly good, sources. Yeah, this is what I want to say. Key takeaways. This is from another article. Video games give all older kids a chance to continue imaginative play. Yes, uh, in, in theory, I would say as well. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kids can get extra reading practice through video games, which is something that was quite funny. Like, I mean, the, the only thing you're concerned about, like, do my kids get enough reading practice? Because nowadays, nobody's reading. You know, you see nobody reading a book. Nobody's having even a book in their just mind. Nobody even knows what a book is, you know? But it just doesn't really matter that I'm reading all the fucking time my fucking messages. You know? No, that's bad. I don't... No. It's not a book. If it is not a book, it's shitty. If it is not a newspaper or book or something else that's printed, it's shit. We can't read. <laughs> uh, the gaming industry is growing and your child's interest could spark a career, which is a really interesting point. You know, I've really not anticipated that and I've really not thought about that. They're actually gonna talk about this because I always assume that when I'm just reading articles about video games and whatnot, it's always gonna be like, okay, they make you violent, they make you bad, you're just getting aggressive and such an, an asshole because you just think about shooting people and, and stuff like most often I think we're also seeing that, you know, kind of like, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 it depends, it really depends, but it is definitely the case because esports, esports is a really big thing and it is, I think, going to be a really big thing also in the future as well and maybe even a way bigger thing and it might even be because at this point in time it's not really the case surpass regular sports or quote-unquote traditional sports i've actually also had a episode on that or an episode on that 
just on this particular topic. But I think it is, it's, it's really interesting. And I think it also makes sense, you know. There's actually a pretty great explanation, I think, by Ninja, as far as I know. Uh, some people might know him. He's an esports Fortnite player, as far as I remember, as far as I can tell. And he said that... If you're watching somebody playing esports, it's basically the exact same thing as if you would be watching somebody playing quote-unquote regular sports because you're watching somebody that is doing something better or that is better at something than you. And it is definitely the case. You know, why am I watching soccer then or football then? You know, am I gonna watch people that are worse than me? No, probably not. But they are better than me, so I'm watching them. I don't know if this is actually a reason why I'm doing this. This would actually be a really interesting question. Why are we doing this? You know, why do we even just watch YouTube, not, not YouTube videos, but why do we even watch sports? Why? 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 Um, there's another article and or just the short kind of summary of this article. Video games can be used to help improve test scores, teach life and job skills, improve brain function and encourage physical exercise. Yes, I'd say so. Um, but I also have to say like this can also be done by, I don't know, just uh, watching a movie, watching a series, watching, um, playing some board games or something else. Like a lot of things can encourage you to do physical exercise and a lot of things can also teach you some life and job skills, which is by the way, something that I've also thought about. Like I've also thought about making a game that's trying to teach people some valuable quote unquote lessons, I'd say. And maybe especially for kids, you know, that. I mean, I would, of course, make it about kindness, make it about passion, make it about patience and make it about just being a nice and amazing human being, because I think it is a really great way to just teach these things because it is immersive. You can just, I don't know, be in this world and you can just play this game and you basically learn all those things, not really directly, but like indirectly. You know, it's it's not like real learning stuff. You know, it doesn't feel like learning. At least this is kind of the goal there, I'd say. But it is more or less like playing a game. You know, it's fun, but you're learning something. Even though you just maybe don't really recognize it, you're learning something. Most popular video games and apps are addictive by design. Yes, of course, because people want to let you have a lot of play hours or something. Because video games, uh, because video game addiction can negatively impact social and physical health, parents should be aware of the symptoms. Yes. As well as just there's other addictions, you know, at least chances are there and stuff. Video games can make people more violent. So this is actually another study and or actually another article that's talking about that. The funny thing is they have been linking a Telegraph article saying that and are talking about that. And the problem there is like, I can't read it because it's premium and I don't have Telegraph premium. So, so I don't know if they did that on purpose, if they just are doing it because they know that nobody's gonna have this fucking premium fucking subscription. Could be. I don't know. Video games may decrease players' ability to concentrate. Probably, yeah, maybe. Video games can be addictive as everything. Video games may increase depression and anxiety as quite everything as well, I'd say. Is this the exact same thing? I've actually imported the, the same thing. Well, super. <laughs> well, anyways. Uh, the last thing that I want to go through is, I think they've also been talking about just the positive sides of it and the positive things you can do with it. And I guess one of them definitely would have been um, multitasking, problem solving, social skills, and or just being social, general, and, and a lot of other things that, that a lot of people have been talking about. And this, by the way, as far as I remember, is from, or it is not. I actually don't know. Because I've actually seen also an article by the university, a Texas university of, do I still have it there somewhere? 
I don't know. No, I'm not having it. Anyway, I've also thought about like, I think we've always been playing games. I think games is not really a new thing and games is not really something that we have been coming up with video game. Really not. So I thought like there might be some article and I've actually found one actually as well. Actually, 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 no, um, actually from the Wikipedia site. So I'm going to read it. Uh, Indiana Ambassadors presents, or this is actually the caption of the picture. The history of games dates to the ancient human past. Games are an integral part of all cultures and are one of the oldest forms of human so social interaction. Games are formalized expressions of play which allow people to go beyond immediate imagination and direct physical activity. Common features of games include uncertainty of outcome, agreed upon rules, competition, separate plays and time, elements of fiction, elements of chance and prescribed goals and personal enjoyment. And games capture the ideas and worldviews of their cultures and pass them on to the future generation. Games were imported as cultural and social bonding events, as teaching tools and as markets of social status. As pastimes of royalty and the elite, some games become common features of court culture and were also given as gifts. Games such as Senate and the Mesoamerican Bowl game were often imbued with mythic and ritual religious significance. Games like Gian Copper or something and Dimension of Happiness were used to teach spiritual and ethical lessons with Shatrain and I don't just uh, and go yeah go were seen as a way to develop strategic thinking and mental skills by the political and military elite pretty interesting and probably also chess but I don't know how connected they are if there's just been go before and then we having chess and stuff I don't know in this 1938 book Homo Ludens Dutch cultural historian Johan Jusinga argued that games were a primary condition of the generation of human cultures Kusinga saw the playing of games as something primary, uh, as something that is older than culture for culture, however inadequately defined always presupposes human society and animals have not waited for more for man to teach them their playing. Kusinga saw games as a starting point for complex human activities such as language, law, war, philosophy and art. And I would also say that chimpanzees and other apes are probably also playing games, but I haven't checked that. But I think so. I have a feeling, you know, I have a feeling up in my fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, the question of today, the question of today is, just because I've kind of forgotten about it, but not really. The question of today is, now, do you think, should you play more games or should you play less games? You know, I hope that I've actually covered like both sides, like the negatives and the positives and the positives and the negatives and the negatives and the positives, but also like the positives and the negatives. So uh, what do you think? You know, do you think that you should be having more games and you should be playing more games? Or what do you normally do? Do you play a lot of games or don't you? It would be actually be pretty interesting for me and maybe also for the other people that are watching this video. Comment down below or just hit me up on social media, whatever you prefer. But yeah, I think that this is going to be the end of the episode. Thank you very much for the time and attention and stuff. I appreciate it. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'm going to see you the next time. So bye-bye. I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness, and also success. And also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person. And yeah, with that being said, three other questions that I'm having for you are why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? These Three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose, maybe even a business idea. Yeah, so thank you really, 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 and I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So, bye-bye.